0: All right. Did did you notice that our theme verse made the statement speaking the truth in love? See, the the deceiver has neither truth nor love. The peacekeeper has truth, has love, but but not truth. The third one that we're going to talk about is the critic, and that is truth without love. This is kind of an extension of what we started. on last time, this idea of safety. Uh, The the truth about this is, is dishonesty is not the only dark side of honesty. Honesty that is harsh, critical, or contemptuous is equally harmful to intimacy. Let me say it again. Honesty, truth, that is harsh, critical, or contemptuous is equally harmful to intimacy. It's virtually impossible to resolve a problem when your spouse is getting the message that you are disgusted with him or her. The truth about any and every relationship, intimate or otherwise, is that there will be complaints. Okay, As we kind of alluded to just a little while ago, there's going to be conflict. Every marriage has conflict. Every marriage is going to have complaints. You are two opposite people. I've I've been asked the question many times as far as the couples that I've counseled. Have I ever come across a couple that, that that were not opposites? I have not. Every single couple that I've ever worked with, the two individuals were complete opposites. They were attracted to each other, and I believe God engineers that into our relationship so that we can discover what it means to be more like Jesus through that other person. And so there's going to be complaints. Complaints go with the territory of being truthful, and you will always have some complaint about the person you live with. That's just part of the territory. The problem is... That often our truth-telling is expressed more as a criticism than a complaint. And that's where the problem comes in. So this is this dark side of honesty. We want you to be truthful. We want you to be a truth-teller. But we want you to do so in a way that's not destructive. Because destructive truth doesn't produce intimacy. Intimacy. It may give you a platform. It may make you feel good or right, but it doesn't build relationship. So here's how to tell the difference between a complaint and a criticism. A complaint focuses on a specific behavior or event. Notice in the formula that we gave you, that that I've given couples in lots of different ways. At first, that formula where I or I am upset or I feel angry or I feel disappointed uh, because of this particular thing that happened and I need you to do such and such or so and so. That's not about being harsh. It's not about being demanding. It's not about getting your way. It's not about you saying what you don't like about them so you can get them to do what you want. That would be a very major distortion of, of what we're trying to accomplish. What it does, that formula allows you to be honest about a complaint, about something that you need or are experiencing so that you can allow the other person to understand you and ultimately be able to meet your need. But you can't do that if there is... Harshness or criticism or, or contempt in that statement. So so it focuses on a specific behavior. I feel blank because of blank. So it's about a specific behavior or event. Uh, for instance, you didn't sweep the floor, though you said you would. We're not. It's just an easy example. We're not stuck on clean floors. I mean, we we've talked about clean floors tonight. Uh, But it's just a real generic way to be able to say, you know, you said you would and you didn't. Now, a criticism is far-reaching and expresses negative feelings or opinions about, get this, about the other person's character or personality. A complaint is about an event or a behavior. A criticism now ups the ante. It globalizes things, and it's now about the person's character or personality. For instance, instead of just like, uh, I'm disappointed that you didn't sweep the floor because you said you would, and I'd really like for you to, to do that for me, now we're saying you're a lazy bum. You never do what you say, and that bums me out, you bum. Now, you can see how we we've upped the end. Now, now we're we're going after the person. We're hurting them because of what they did or didn't do. Complaints are soft, criticisms are harsh. And in John Gutman's research, he has identified this empirical fact that when a Conflict becomes harsh, or if it starts out harsh, it ends badly, period. If it starts out or becomes harsh, it ends badly. When we can present our complaint in a softened way, that's when we get heard. That's when our honesty is able to be received. So here are some examples that show the difference between a complaint and a criticism. A complaint sounds like this. There's no gas in the car. I'm upset that you didn't fill it up like you said you would. Could you please take care of that tomorrow for me? That's a complaint. A criticism sounds like this. Why can't you ever remember anything? I've, I've told you a thousand times to fill up the tank, and again you didn't. You're 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 always so careless. So you can you I mean it's easy to hear the difference here tonight, isn't it? It's easy to hear the difference between a complaint and a criticism. But here's the ugly truth that I know from working with so many couples is that so many of us are critical. So many of us express our disappointment in ways that goes after the person or their personality or their tendency or their character and it is destructive and it deteriorates intimacy. Discovering or learning the difference between these two and never, ever allowing yourself to be critical again will change the environment of your home, will change the the complexity and the, the value of your marriage and your intimacy. You will feel closer. And I'm grateful that, you know, Linda's talked about the, the fact that she was a peacekeeper. and And she was. And she's learned how to be a peace or a, a truth teller. And part of the reason was is because I stopped being the critic. I made it safe for her to be honest. And we learned how to be respectful of each other. You know, it really does come down to the simplicity of just being respectful, about being gracious and kind. I mean, the stuff that the Bible talks about really does work. When it comes to marriage and and intimacy and relationship, It really does come down to the simple things like saying something in a soft way so as not to criticize or hurt or damage the other person's heart or feelings or the way they think about themselves. So here's another complaint. A complaint would sound like this. Uh, I need you to check with me before inviting people over for dinner. <laughs> I, I wanted to spend some time alone with you tonight. I, I want us to schedule a romantic evening for this week. Now, that's that's, I mean, that's a reasonable thing. I mean, I, I'd be absolutely fine hearing that from Linda because really, what I hear is I wanted to be with you. I was looking forward to being with you. I want more of you. And we're not going to be able to do that because you ask people over without including me in that decision. Reasonable complaint. Agreed? Here's what it would sound like if it was a criticism. Why do you keep putting your friends ahead of me? I always come last on your list. Are you avoiding spending time alone with me? Now, that's probably not the way you'd say it, and I've I've emphasized... uh, to, to make a point, but you know what? The truth is that those things, for some reason, maybe it's because of our fallen nature, I don't know, but the criticisms come out easier than the complaints. And we've got to check our hearts. We've got to make sure that we know what's coming out of us. And I, uh, as risky as this might sound for you, but I hope you'll do it, is to give your spouse permission to help you know and understand, when you are being critical, instead of being, instead of offering a complaint, you're offering a criticism. Uh, John Gottman again refers to criticism as the first of the four horsemen. He he borrows the imagery from the Book of Revelation about in the end times when these. Four horsemen are going to trample through and destroy everything on the planet. And he uses this very vivid imagery to make a point that there are some things that happen in marriages that will literally destroy you, that will level the landscape of your home and your marriage. And the the first one is criticism. The other three relational destroyers are contempt, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. Now, stonewalling usually comes later in a relationship, decades sometimes, because there's been so much of these other things that have happened, and these don't happen overnight. They don't happen in a year or two. They happen over many years often. But then what happens is the reason stonewalling is at the end is because there comes a point where the person just says, I'm done. And they just glaze over their eyes. They they don't hear you anymore. They don't care about what you say. Whatever you're saying is just going right over their head because they can't take it anymore. And if any of these four are in your relationship, again, I implore you to get help because these will destroy you. You will be a statistic of the divorce culture because... No intimate relationship can sustain those things. Criticism being one of them, criticism being the first of them that usually enters onto the scene first, and these others follow in its wake. So on the next page, we're going to go to the next couple huddle. Actually, this is really more of a single huddle. Because what we'd like for you to do is fill this questionnaire out as quickly as you can and then talk about it later. Talk about it after you leave here or tomorrow morning when you get up or the kids are still in bed. And then you could say, well, how did you answer those questions? And so I want you to take – we're only going to give like five minutes for this because it will only take you five minutes to just quickly answer these 20 questions And and then you can discuss them later. So, the first question is: My spouse is often very critical of me. Is that true or false? Answer: How 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 should you answer these questions tonight? Honestly. Honestly, yes. Thank you. Okay, answer them honestly, and then we'll move on to the next thing. Five minutes. All right, just another minute, but when you get done, make sure that you tally up your score because that's important to discover whether or not you're above or below that threshold, and that will definitely tell you whether or not you need to talk about this later. All right. We've got one more couple huddle. And this last one is really important because it brings it all home, and that is being able to learn how to speak the truth with love. And this last huddle will really help you as a couple talk about the difference between the critic and the the one who masters this idea of speaking the truth in or with love and being able to come up with your version of what it would sound like to actually speak the truth in love. And so you'll read the critic, and then together you can just talk about how would you think that should sound if you were going to speak the truth in love, how would you change what the critic said and turn it into the person that would speak the truth in love, okay? Okay. So we're going to move into this last couple huddle, couple huddle number four on page five.